श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए तारी गोपाल की जाए गोर भक्त बृंद की जाए गोर प्रेम गुड इवनिंग so we gather this evening to continue our discussion on the subject of bhav bhakti and we heard from the first chapter of shri rupa's bhakti rasamrita sindhu of the two characteristics of uttam bhakti that make their appearance in bhav bhakti moksha laghutakrit it makes liberation it makes light of liberation and sudulava rarely attained with the discussion of sudulava we in connection with that we discussed something about sadhana bhakti because as we discussed the reason it's difficult is because there's a particular type of sadhana that one has to take up and to do that one has to be blessed by sadhu sangha and given the opportunity and and one has to pursue that sadhana with attention and ultimately with attachment hmm? the last stage of sadhana bhakti development last development stage is called asakti which means attachment i often say that our material identity is a result of our attachments in a sense we are or think ourselves to be um that which we uh desire or that which we desire kind of defines our sense of self hmm? our i is related to our sense of my and so in asakti the attachment is now not for the world but for bhagwan hmm? krishna and so a corresponding identity arises out of that my frame that bhava is the distillation of or the the churning of the thickening of is uh, of course uh, that comes in the fourth chapter but is uh, described by rupa goswami as being characterized by a sense of mamata mamata means to create a english word myness sense of my this is has its early beginnings in asakti the last stage of sadhana then blessed with bhav sadaka enters into the to the world of spiritual uh emotion krishna doesn't um give that bhav to just anyone to serious sadaka was attained asakti and even then may wait for some time we should question perhaps why he doesn't do that we know that by bhakti he is controlled so we might think naturally he doesn't want to be controlled right therefore he doesn't give it but that would be a mistake krishna loves to be controlled by his devotees and like krishna is the face of the godhead that is completely controlled by his devotees that's what krishna means we don't find any manifestation of the godhead it is more subjugated than the dearlita krishna brajendranandan krishna he's become the son the friend the lover he's put himself completely in the hands of his devotees one of the further characteristics of 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 uttam bhakti that manifests in prem is of course that it has the power to to overwhelm krishna and in we find in chaitanya charitamrita when krishna's kaviraja swami when i should say when krishna is speaking about himself a very uh um it's very uh we were talking the other night about songwriters and poets who may bare their soul and stand naked before their audience by way of writing about their feelings their emotions their experiences without holding anything back and everybody of course in the world 
holds back and hides things about themselves and that only they know about themselves and God, that is. <laughs> so you can't hide entirely, but we try to hide. Hmm? Hmm? We try to hide. Uh, but sometimes the poets or the songwriters, they will bear themselves materially, emotionally, in ways that are embarrassing to others. And it's uh, it's at the same time very, like, courageous. It's thought to be very courageous on their um, on their part. So through the pen of Krishna's Kandarajan Swami, we find Prajnananda and Krishna speaking like this. You understand it properly. It's, it's very shocking and um, revealing. And you want to stop him, but but you don't at the same time. And uh, there he speaks that he says, this people worship me with awe and reverence. It does nothing for me. I stand there motionless as they wave things at me. Lights and smells, sounds, motionless. I am the object of worship. They are the worshiper. And we are, and, and, and there's a distance between us that they bridge with the worship to some extent. But it, it doesn't allow me to get close to them. Neither they're that interested in getting that close to me. But in Braj, that's different. There, then he speaks about how the, my friends will climb on my shoulders and say, what kind of fighter are you? My parents will chastise me. The Gopikas will also abuse me. He's speaking about his intimate life. And, and, and this, this is what I'm really all about. It's a very candid look into the heart of divinity and Krishna himself revealing it. Hmm? Through Krishna Das Kaviraja Swami. It's very shocking. Hmm? Hmm? Bearing himself naked before his devotees. And, and nobody. And who's interested in this? That's why I said the other night. Interest in this attracts his attention. Hmm? People want mukti from him. People want things from him. People want to get away from things. Hmm? People want to attain things like he has. Salukya, Sharsti, Samipya, Sarupya. But who wants him? Hmm? The gopi said, Ahushyate, Naldinaba, Padara, Vindayo, at Kurukshetra. Oh, you, with the lotus navel. Hmm? Oh, what is, what is our position in relation to you? Hmm? Big jnanis and yogis with big intelligence and expertise in their practice, they try to capture you. And in the karma marg, they offer so many things to you. We don't have that kind of intelligence, those type of, that type of control of yoga. Neither the resources of the karmis to make big sacrifices we are just samsara kupam, stuck in the well of samsara, and we want you in the same well with us. They said, "That's what we want. That's our. Otherwise, how we don't have the resources to be jnanis, to be yogis, to be um, big, big karmis. They're actually deprecating these paths." We're not interested in karma, yoga, jnana. We want you as our own family member. We want to live somewhere as if you are. we're in your family. Hmm? And we don't care about birth and death or any such thing like that. That's all. Hmm? What a outrageous kind of a statement. Hmm? This is the feeling of the bridge 
Vasis and Krishna is there reciprocating. Hmm? And so the point is that he, this is what Krishna is all about. Krishna is the Godhead controlled by his devotees. Hmm? Practically, uh, the verse that we cited, which Shirup cited, um, from Bhagavatam, the fifth canto, again, Parikshit Marsh was lamenting without saying so, and Sugadev could understand after he described Rishabdev and thinking, Krishna's God has appeared in the Yadavamsa, but he never appeared in ours. And so Sugadev says, hmm? Krishna gives mukti very easily, hmm? but he doesn't give bhakti very easily. The implication of which is, hmm? even, yes, Krishna appeared in the Yadavamsa. Hmm? That's true. But bhakti, which is very rarely given, he gave so freely and so comprehensively to, to the Pandavas that Arjuna could call him by names and sit on the same bed with him. And Sometimes Krishna was doing the bidding of, the, of you to steer, go here, do that, driving the chariot of Arjuna. Drive the chariot, taxi, go, like this. And Krishna's doing Parthasarathy. Hmm? This, this is very special. This came in your family. Hmm? Huh? This is a, these are examples, even outside of the brudge, hmm? of extent which Krishna may be controlled by his devotee, what to speak of, in the brudge. So he loves this very much. It's not that he doesn't give bhakti because he doesn't want to be controlled. He wants to be controlled by the devotees. Hmm? But he doesn't give it he only gives it to devotees. Like I said, he doesn't give it to false personalities or partially real and partially false false personalities. You have to dissolve the false personality altogether. And that is what um, sadhana bhakti is about. And that's the subject we, we come to today. Why shall we discuss further about sadhana bhakti? We discussed about sadhana bhakti to some extent um, in our last class because, as I say, Bhakti, Bhava Bhakti is rarely achieved, and Rupa Goswami said it's rarely achieved because even by thousands of sadhanas, hmm, paying attention, you may not get it. You won't get it if those sadhanas aren't bhakti, bhakti sadhana. And if it is bhakti sadhana, and it's not mixed with anything else, hmm, and you do it with attachment, attain asakti, then you won't give it right away either. Hmm? wants to make sure... You only want him. Mm-hmm. So we talked about sadhana a little bit there, and now we come to the chapter, second chapter, um, that deals exclusively with sadhana bhakti, and at the onset, sadhana bhakti is defined. Why are we continuing to talk about sadhana bhakti? Because the way in which Rupa Goswami defines it, and he defines it in terms of describing its Sarup-lakshan and Tathasta-lakshan. It's primary characteristic, principal characteristic, and it's marginal characteristics. Hmm? And we'll see how this relates then to Baba Bhakti. He says, Tatrasadana Bhakti. And so, let us define Sadhana Bhakti. Kriti Sadhya Bhavit Sadhya Bhavasa Sadhana Bidha. So he says here that two things, he says. He describes the, as I say, the, the principal character, the Sarup Lakshan of Sadhana Bhakti first. He says, Sadhana Bhakti is that um, Bhakti that is performed with the with the senses, hmm? and which um, that which by performing with the senses hmm? creates a situation in which bhava bhakti will manifest. So, the principal characteristic 
of sadhana bhakti is engagement in bhakti with the senses. And the marginal characteristic is that this creates a situation in which bhava bhakti will manifest. So we're talking about this verse in relation to bhava bhakti because the marginal characteristic of sadhana is that it gives rise to bhava. We can say that the goal of sadhana bhakti is bhava bhakti. He also says here that this bhava bhakti is nityasiddha. It's eternally perfect. This is an important point. And that it that that in due course, implication is when the sadhana is complete, it manifests in the heart of the devotee. So what is sadhana bhakti? Bhakti engaged in with the senses. It is said, Atashi Krishna Namani Nababad Grahimindri Sevan Mukheji Madhos Vayamevas Pratyada. One cannot understand Krishna with material senses. So there may be some question about how you can, how, how bhakti, which is eternal, Nityasiddhasya, can be performed with material senses, and how an apparent material activity would give rise to a spiritual activity. But that's not what Rupa Goswami is saying because previously in the first chapter he defined Uttam Bhakti. And how did he define Uttam Bhakti? He said, Anyabilashita Sunyam Jnana Karmadi Anabritam Anukulena Krishnanushilanam Bhakti Uttama. Primary characteristics, the principal characteristic, the Srup Lakshan of Uttam Bhakti is Anukulena Krishnanushilanam. Anukul means favorable, and Krishnanushilana means ongoing service to Krishna and things related to Krishna, like the Guru, like Tulsi, and so forth, Vaishnav Seva, and so forth. This is all um, Krishna Bhakti. The word Anukul implies something on our part. It says, favorable, with, with, the, with, with the desire to please, happily, something like that, to serve. Yes, sir. Like, here we ask Juan or Miguel, how are you? He said, Gracias de Dios, tengo trabajo. I have work by the grace of God, everything's good. I have work, God's grace, therefore, I can maintain my family, everything's fine. So, he has a fav- they have a favorable attitude towards the work. Hmm. Sometimes we want to work just to get it over with, or we, we do uh, service, but not but we, we're, our will is not involved in in uh, in the sense of consciously and uh, willfully um, engaging in whatever service it may be with a desire to please Krishna, that Krishna may be pleased, that the Vaishnavas may be pleased. So this, this is very important. This is kind of like our part in the whole affair, if you will. Because things can be rendered with a different orientation. You can go through the processes or the, 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 the angas of bhakti with a different attitude. That's not what Rupa Goswami is talking about. So some part on the jiva hmm, in connection with what? The opportunity to engage in bhakti in the first place. So Jiva Goswami says in his commentary that anushiladam, this ongoing, continuous um, service hmm, to Krishna, things related to Krishna, is a manifestation of Krishna's swarup shakti. So this means that it comes, the opportunity comes down to us. Uh, of course, it comes through the Guru Parampara, through Sadhusanga. Through those who have bhakti, they give, they share bhakti. Hmm? But this is very important to understand. 
Bhakti is a manifestation of Krishna's internal potency. Just like there is the Maya Shakti, it creates an environment that the jiva can exist within, a kind of eclipsed existence, living in the shadows, if you will, of what your real potential is. Bhakti is another environment. Again, bhakti in its full fullest manifestation is controlling Krishna. The leela is proceeding under the influence of bhakti. The form of Krishna. What form of Krishna? Depends on what kind of bhakti. We have Ram bhakti, the form of Ram will appear. You have Krishna bhakti, the form of Krishna will appear before you. So this bhakti constitutes a kind of an, an environmental influence. The jiva is tatasta, so it can live in one environment or another. It can live in the shadows, or it can live in the light. Hmm. Of course, if it lives in the light, then it's beyond the shadows. Without a shadow of a doubt, it will never return to the shadows. Hmm. And where there is light, there cannot be darkness. Hmm. That has a land of no returning, no falling. Hmm. Means It doesn't mean just for sadhana siddhas. Hmm. Those who go there never return. It means those who are in the light are never in the darkness. Not tad That's what the verse is saying from the Gita. I'm sorry. Not tad Don't forget that part. Going there, one never returns. What is it? Not tad There's no need for sun there. For moon. Prabhupada's translation, electricity, hmm? yeah. <laughs> fire, lighting the world. There's no need for any illumination. Hmm? It's all self-luminous. Hmm? Nothing can light it, hmm? and there can be no darkness there. This is described. Hmm? So, being there, hmm? one can never come in darkness. That's the whole idea, of course, of perfection. If you transcend material existence, you've understood it. You cannot you cannot be enlightened and not know what the problem of material existence is and avoid it. So that's just an aside, but but the important point here is that what this environment is. Uh, is found in the world in the context of sadhu sangha. Satam prasanga mumbavira sambido bhavanti hritkarna rasayana katata joshana dashpavabharga vartmani shradharati bhakti manukrama shuti. Bhagavatam says you come into touch with that, that sadhu sangha, and there this Hare Krishna is being chanted. These discussions are going on and so forth. And you come in and it comes from their hearts onto their tongues into your ear goes into your heart it creates faith and gradually that faith grows shradharati from faith to rati through the different steps hmm? from faith to to vajanakriya anartana vritti nishta ruchi asakti bhav and prem hmm? so this is otherworldly hmm? this bhakti the opportunity to take it up is entirely dependent upon our being in contact with the current of bhakti in the world. And and what determines that? That is said, it's called luck. It means that if you happen to come in touch with the devotees, then you're blessed, you're fortunate, you get the opportunity. So this sadhana bhakti, this bhakti, I should say, that is anushilanam, uh, the the verb shila here, the root, as learned devotees know, uh, it speaks about both an active and kind of passive, or in other terms, a um, 
a uh, active and emotive aspect. So there's an active, which is implies external, and emotive, which implies internal aspect to this culture. Anushilanam, Krishna Anushilanam is a culture. Hmm? Anukulena, Krishna Anushilanam, favorable culture of service hmm? in an ongoing manner. Hmm? Two sides to it, two aspects. Hmm? Again, an active external, which means what? The term Shijibu uh, uses is Cheshtarup. Hmm? So this is how Cheshtarup and Bhavarup. Hmm? So these two sides. When Bhakti is fully manifest in Bhav, then the emotive side of Bhakti is manifest. Hmm? And the active side is also manifest, but in a different way. Hmm? In sadhana bhakti, the the bhava rup of bhakti is not manifest. Hmm? And there's a particular type of cheshta rup that is manifest. Hmm? This is the cheshta rup or activities of hearing and chanting that we engage in with our senses that creates a situation within the heart in which Baba Bhakti will manifest. At which time, hmm, the emotive component of Bhakti will manifest and a different type of Cheshtarupa will manifest. Cheshtarupa means, again, those external activities, hearing and chanting. We're going to chant and hear something different? No, you're going to do the same chanting, the same hearing and movement, but in Baba Bhakti, the hearing and chanting will be driven by bhava, by emotion. Hmm? And in sadhana bhakti, the chaste rupa is pursuing that emotion. So in sadhana bhakti, we hear and chant, and we want to develop feeling for Krishna. Hmm? In bhava bhakti, we have feeling, and because we have feeling, we hear and chant, hmm? and do other services, and so forth. So, there's Cheshtarup and, and Bhavarup in, in Bhava Bhakti, but in, in Sadhana Bhakti, a particular kind of Cheshtarup hmm? that's in pursuance, if you will, of the feeling, hmm, the emotion, emotional side of Bhava Bhakti, which is, which is, as we can see, really what it's all about. Feeling that drives emotion. Hmm? So, it is said, sometimes in English, that imitation of a good thing is a good thing. So sadhana bhakti is kind of a... We see devotees driven by emotion who hear, chant, and engage in all these angas of bhakti. Here in this uh, second chapter that we're, uh, we find tonight's verse, Rupa Goswami defines sadhana bhakti. Hmm? Then he says there are two types, vaidhi bhakti and rag bhakti. And then he describes the eligibility, what, what, what it requires to, to be eligible to tread the path of Vaita Bhakti. And then he describes the various ways in which Bhakti is performed, Vaita Bhakti. Then he, def, then he defines Raga Bhakti, talks about what it required to tread that path, and describes the angas of uh, uh, the principal angas or arms, limbs of, of Raganuga Bhakti. That's the whole chapter. Then the next chapter, the third chapter, is about Baba Bhakti itself. So we'll go there in the next discussion. Hmm? Um, but here the important point is that what this Bhakti that we engage in, we engage in it because only because an opportunity has presented itself to us. And we respond favorably to the opportunity and then we hear and chant and it does seem effort-based because there's no bhav hmm? now you're doing with making some effort it's something like i've said before if you want to attract someone hmm, then you may uh, do the things that uh, that uh, that that others, that, that you know that person likes. You may adro adopt mannerisms and 
uh, modes of dress and whatnot that you know the person likes. It used to be, as I said before when I was a kid, if you, when you wait at the bus stop to, to, get, to, go, to go to school, if a girl liked you, she'd find out what, you, you know, what color you liked and be wearing that dress. Or you know, she'd find out that you liked apple fritters, so she'd happen to show up with some at the bus stop. You know, I just happened to have some. So, so you become attracted, so because she's doing things that she knows you like. So we see great devotees; they're engaging in bhakti with feeling, and so we think, "Well, I'll do those things too." Hmm? This is the idea. When I when I um, was uh, when I went to the temple in Coconut Grove in Florida, hmm? Miami area on my way to Jamaica to, to leave the world and meditate. On New Year's Eve, I, I met, met, met the devotees at the temple and uh, they asked me to spend the night. I spent the night. And in the morning, they all got up and they took the cold shower and stuff like that. And, uh, and so uh, I said, how come you take a cold shower? I said, Prabhupada, you know, he, he, he takes a cold shower. Said, okay. Uh, so and then it, and, and I said, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't fashionable to have shaved heads in those days. We'd rather have long hair and and so forth. And so I said, you know, how come you shave your head? So Prabhupada shaved his head. You know, it went a few things like that. And I thought, it's pretty cool. They like this guy, Prabhupada. You know, they like him. They just do what he does. You know, and I said, that's I like that. I liked that idea that they had this kind of affection for him. And, they, and, and they, their only answer was, he does it, so we do it. You know, it's not a very good answer, in a sense, but it but it is a good answer in another sense because it expresses they had affection for him, they liked they loved him, so they wanted to be like him. Hmm? So what he did, they did. Hmm? Of course, you do have to grow up over time and understand the why of it, and and so on, or at least that can be helpful. Hmm? <laughs> but I liked the idea. I thought they have affection for him, they love him. That's what I want to be around. So much they have affection for him. They change their dress, and it's odd, the dress and so forth. And want to be in the counterculture. This was the counter counter culture, (laughs) countering the counter culture. Hmm? Uh, So. uh, (laughs) Your parents would rather have you as a hippie. Smoking pot to becoming a devotee. <laughs> oh. So, so, sadhana bhakti is something like this. Imitation of a good thing can be a good thing. Hmm? Devotees, they conduct themselves like this. This is their way. And so, we follow. Hmm? And we follow in pursuit of the feeling that they have that drives them to be like that. Hmm? But that very opportunity itself that comes from the devotees. Hmm? So it's not that the bhakti is inherent within us. We talked about this a little bit the other day. Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami has given a Bengali verse after citing this verse in the in the Sanatan Siksha of Chaitanya Charitamrita where Mahaprabhu was teaching Sanatan about devotional service. Hmm? Krishna Skavaraj quotes this verse, faithful as he is to the to the Goswamis and representing their teachings in the form of the in the in the in the, in the uh, context of the narrative of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life, he's showing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through the eyes of the Goswamis. So he cites Rupa Goswami's verse, and then he gives his own Bengali rendering of it. He says, Nitisida Krishna Prem Sadhukabunai, Shravanadi Sudachite Kore Udai. So, what this verse says is relative to what we're talking about so far. So far, that shravanadi sudachite, hmm? hearing, etc. Shravanadi means hearing, chanting, smaranam, hmm? archanam, all these forms of bhakti, the limbs of bhakti. They uh, result in sudachite, the chitta, the the antakaran, the internal organ, the figurative heart, not the physical heart, but the, but the subtle, the consciousness hmm, is purified. 
chitta is that internal organ that is, has on it so many vrittis, so many you know, some scars and vasanas, impressions of the world that are that that we are now reacting to and working under the influence of. So the bhakti, the shravanadi, it cleanses this. What did Mahaprabhu say? Cheto darpana marjanam. His method to his madness is namsan kirtan. And the first stage is cheto darpana marjanam. This is saying the same thing. Hmm? The definition of, it come, all comes with regard to the definition of sadhana bhakti. Hmm? Sadhana bhakti, as I say, prepares the, the ground hmm? that bhava bhakti will manifest. Hmm? So, shravanadi sudha chitta. By hearing and chanting, the, the chitta, the heart, becomes shuddha. Hmm? Becomes pure. It means other desires are taken out. Hmm? And when it becomes pure, hmm? shravanadi sudha chitta, koreya udai. Then that Krishna prem, that is nitya siddha, that is eternally existing, hmm? manifests in the heart. Koraye Udai. It makes its appearance in the heart. So sadhana bhakti, it's peculiar. Bhakti is made up of action and emotion. And the full face of that means that action that is driven by spiritual emotion. But there's a kind of action that's not driven by emotion that is in pursuit of that emotion that we call sadhana bhakti. And it comes from devotees. Hmm? You can't just figure out and be introspective hmm, and decide, I'll chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no way that you'll come up with that, obviously. Uh, that uh, idea is being carried in the world by the devotees. They're the carriers of bhakti. Hmm? So so important to us. It's why the bhaktas are so important. Hmm? That's why guru is important. That's why we can't, without acknowledging that I got the chanting from a guru, must be, whether you know it or not, hmm? without acknowledging that, then you offend the nam. Hmm? Guru abhagya, then Anam will not reveal himself. We don't regard have regard for the sadhus. This is sadhuninda. Can't make any progress. So bhakti comes from them into our hearts in the form of sadhu bhakti, cleanses the heart and makes room then for bhava to manifest. And important in this verse is the idea that what? that bhava-bhakti is not something that's produced. I mentioned this the other day. That's why he ter- makes the, uses the, firm, the term nityasiddhasya, or in Rupa Goswami, in, in Krishna's verse, nityasiddha krishna prem. Hmm? This bhava hmm, that prem is made of, hmm, this bhava is eternally existing. Why, why is this an important point? Because if we do something to attain a result and the activity produces the result then the result that we attain is not something that's eternal. It is an effect coming out of a cause hmm? like material things that we do. Hmm? So they want to make clear it's not like that. And this is an important point because what's being talked about here is something very peculiar. Hmm? in a sense. Peculiar in the sense that many people study the scriptures and they don't understand this. The whole Gyanmarg, for example, the whole Yoga Marg, they don't understand this point. Hmm? Very basic kind of point and sensibility to um, the, the, the let's, let's say Advaita Vedanta, which is a popular form of Vedanta, monistic Vedanta, hmm? is that everything is within you. It's all within you. There's nothing to add on. Hmm? The problem in life is we try to add things on. Hmm? We try to add things on to be happy. We try to add things on to be secure. 
We try to add things to ourselves so that we become better people. So to be pleasured, to be, to be, to be safe and secure, and to be virtuous. Hmm? That means dharma, artha, kama, artha, dharma. It means tamas, rajas, sattva. Hmm? To be pleasured, that's Thomas. Hmm? That's Tamaguna. To be pleasured. Hmm? They say ignorance is bliss. That's what's meant. <laughs> to be pleasured, to be secure. Hmm? This is Rajaguna. To be virtuous. This is Sattvaguna. But the point of Vedanta is you are a unit of pleasure, Ananda. You are secure. You are uh, Sat. And you are virtuous, you are knowing, hmm? you are chit. So you're trying to acquire these things. Stop trying to acquire something to add on. You are these things. It's a very basic point. Hmm? And so, therefore, it's often spiritual life, especially in, in neo-Adwaitan circles today, it's talked about, I think I mentioned this the other day, as if there's nothing to attain, you are enlightened hmm? and it's true hmm? there's nothing to the idea of attaining something is the whole problem stop trying to attain anything and be what you are hmm? of course then in, in, in real circles of Advaita they have certain forms of sadhana for, for realizing who they are hmm? And bringing this point home and so forth, and and it's very arduous, and uh, it's not something you just okay. Sounds good. I'm enlightened, hmm? and I got it. Hmm? So now I'll be a guru and so forth. And I set myself up as a new age guru, and I tell people the last snare of Maya is p- spiritual practice. Hmm? We had this fellow who worked with us to. Uh, uh, do the first the bathhouse we built at uh, at Audaria, and what's what and what is now my my quarters, hmm. and um, and he he he, he Chidahari was working with him, and so he had a kind of quasi spiritual ideas, and he used to tell Chidahari the last snare of Maya is is the practice. And once once. Once he, we needed him to finish the bathhouse because we were going to have our first festival, and those were going to come in tents and so forth. But they had to have a place to take a shower and so forth. So I told him this is the date, and I told him you know several times, and then the days are going by, and I'm thinking it's not going to get finished. I don't know, should I say anything? Should I say it? it? Doesn't look like it's going to get finished. Finally, I'm convinced this isn't happening. I said, Hey, you know, I told you like we got to get this finished by this date. He said, Hey, look, if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> That was just like spirituality. I felt like saying, well, I'll say the same thing about your paycheck. (laughs) If it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. (laughs) I didn't say he was a big guy and he was a little little agitated at the moment. But um, So you you get some of this. But there are shades of truth to to it. The Atma is the Atma. It never becomes matter or anything like that. And its problem is trying to add things onto itself. But here we come to Bhakti, and we're talking about something that is to be attained. Sadhana Bhakti is that practice, appearing and chanting and so forth, by which one attains Bhava Bhakti. So there's something to be attained. It's like, what's going on here? It's a, what's going on is Moksha Lagutakrit, right? <laughs> Bhakti is making light of moksha. Yeah, you can get moksha without attain. You don't have to attain anything. You can, well, you can. You you can get at, Let's say you get atmananda, jibananda, atmananda. Even without bhakti, you can get atmananda. Not 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 brahmananda. Stanatham Goswami says it's true. It's possible you can get jibananda, atmananda. By introspection, by other, by contemplation and so forth, hmm? but and, but not Brahmananda. 
and certainly not Bhakti Ananda, and 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 that's not saying very much. He he says, yes, we admit you can get out Mananda without Bhakti. Hmm. That just says how ridiculous it is, how small it is. That's this is his point, his way of talking about it. It's not saying anything. Hmm. It's such an insignificant thing. Hmm. The Atma, the the Ananda in the Jiva is so small. That it's, it struggles with Maya. The Ananda in Bhakti is so strong that Krishna struggles with it. Hmm? It overwhelms Krishna. Hmm? What to speak of dissipating the darkness, the shadows of Maya? Hmm? So, still, it's a peculiar thing here. We're talking about attaining something. And the, the monistic ideas, which was popular at the time of. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was part of a very big kind of bhakti revival. And many people, mostly saguna uh, bhakti, bhakti advocates, the, 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 uh, the, the followers of Shankar in, in religious circle, the um, Smartas, you know, they had pretty much a... a Monopoly on religion, and the teaching was that you know you had to take, be born in a Brahmin family, then take sannyas, in order to attain mukti. So mukti, the ideal, was very distant from the people, but people had a sense that that God was distant. Bhakti revival. We had the Guru Nanak, with his chanting Kabir, chanting Tukaram, chanting names of God. These are some of the luminaries of the time, and amongst them, of course. There could be nothing brighter than the full moon of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Shri Chaitanya Chandra Kijai, hmm? and his Nam Sankirtan, Nam Dharma, and his Nirguna Nam, not Saguna Nam, not a name that you chant to get mukti hmm? without having to take sannyas or be a Brahmin, hmm? but a name that you chant hmm? to keep chanting, hmm? and to enter into Prem, and you chant it with love and affection. The name and the form are eternal, and so on and so forth. So, a very special dispensation, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. But he's talking about something that the religious uh, community is really not that uh, familiar with, and here, and he, and an idea of something to attain beyond yourself. Again, the whole problem is people are trying to attain something. Hmm. But now he's talking about something within the subjective world, within the consciousness world, to attain, and to know yourself. A unit of subjective reality. It's just to t- just like to put your toe in the ocean only. Hmm? And what Mahaprabhu was talking about is to go to the bottom without a mask, without a one of those snorkels and so forth. To live there forever, never come up, hmm? all the way to the bottom. <laughs> and so this is very uh, a very deep idea. Different. She, therefore, Krishna Skabiras called his book Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya means consciousness. Charitamrita, the immortal character of consciousness, not just that consciousness is not matter. Nothing more to say about it. Neti neti. No. The immortal character. The Consciousness, consciousness with with shape, with form, with qualities, hmm? not not contentless, as we said the other day, consciousness. But the, that, but the full screen, you know, you press on it, full screen, you get hmm? <laughs> full screen, hmm? Krishna consciousness. Hmm? So, therefore. Rupa Goswami is stressing this point because people may think, what's this? What is bhakti? Bhakti is something you do to get something just like karma marg. Hmm? In karma marg you do something and then you get the results but the results aren't eternal. So again you come down. You get them and then you lose them. You lament for them. You hanker for them and you lament after they're gone which is inevitable. Hmm? On a larger scale, you go to heaven, and again, you fall down. Hmm? This is the life of the senses, 
in bhakti course, uh, we dethrone the senses. They're actually used by bhakti for her purpose, which includes your self-interest. Got to dust you off. Hmm? See what you are, what potential you have. Hmm? You have the potential to embrace bhakti and be a member of that world. Hmm? Goodness, how embarrassing your present uh, position is. Hmm? Where you're thinking, the senses are my instruments to create my kingdom here. Hmm? And unbeknownst to you, you're actually just slaving. They are the masters. Hmm? There's never a moment of peace for you. You go to heaven. I mean, there's a moment, but it's a long moment. But again, in the, in the larger picture, it's just like up and down. You think you got, you didn't get. You went up, you actually went down, and so forth. So, so, so you want to say bhakti is not like that. It can be misunderstood, and, and often readily it is. Hmm? So there's something to do, and there's something to attain. Hmm? But what that which is attained is nityasiddha. It's not, an, it's, not a, it's not an effect that you brought about. Therefore, Krishna's Kaviraj makes the point. He says, it positively and negatively, he says, Nitya Siddha, Krishna Prem. Krishna Prem is eternally perfect. Nitya Siddha, Krishna Prem, Sadhu Kabunai. Sadhu here means produced, Kabunai. It's Nai Kabunai. It's never produced. It's eternal, it's never produced. He says it in two ways. It's eternal, the perfect, it's never produced. It's not something produced in the mental factory. Hmm? When I first came in touch with Krishna Bhakti and Prabhupada's teachings, and the Leela in particular, I thought, nobody could make this stuff up. <laughs> you probably thought the same thing. This is incredible. All these, And they all connect like this, all these stories, and it's, it's just so amazing. Hmm. The whole concept of Golok and this, this, this world, such such detail, I thought, this is incredible. And it, it's a fact. It cannot be made up. Hmm? It's eternally existing. Hmm? And, therefore, sadhana hmm, doesn't make it. Hmm? But sadhana is that devotional manifestation that's in pursuance of it. And the pursuance involves cleansing the heart. This is very important. Sadhana is about cleansing the heart. Everybody, so many in sadhana, they want the bhav. They want to do what is characteristic of bhav bhakti. Hmm? But the real characteristic of sadhana bhakti is preparing the field for bhav. Now, if you hear and chant about Krishna to the in, 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 in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lineage, Prajendrananda and Krishna, Radha and Krishna, hmm? such that your heart is cleansed, what kind of bhav do you think will manifest there? Hmm? Are, you, are you worried? Should you be concerned? You should be concerned with cleansing the heart. Hmm? You should be concerned with, as sadhakas, we should be concerned with perfecting our sadhaka deya. That is asakti. That body, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Brahma Mahaprabhu told Sanatan, that body is worshipable by Krishna. And he embraced Sanatan. He says, at the time of initiation, you get a sadhaka deha. Hmm? And that body is worshipable by Krishna. That means, when it's perfected, what is the perfection of it? The senses are all brought in touch with spiritual sense objects or with ordinary objects that are spiritualized by way of employing them in the service of Krishna. Hmm? So we come out from underneath the rule of the senses, which creates a certain identity. Hmm? And another identity arises. Hmm? An identity suitable for participating in the Leela. Hmm? So this is Sadhana Bhakti with the senses. It comes from up to down, the opportunity. Hmm? It's not already existing in us. What's existing in us is the, is the, is the potential to accept Bhakti, to embrace the opportunity, pursue it, to serve favorably, and so forth. Hmm? And then, of course, yes, then 
it, in bhava it, it fully manifests. So the chesta rup, bhava rup, hmm, both sides. And bhava then driving now the activities hmm, rather than pursuing them, driving them. Hmm. This is where it's, it, it, then, then it's all natural and easy. Before that it does seem effort is more important because there's no emotion, no feeling. Now there may be something, obviously. Hmm? And there's shadows of Bhav that may, may come, hmm? give us some encouragement and so forth, and some some taste, hmm? some feeling. In Rag Bhakti, taste will come. In Ruchi Bhakti, taste will come. Hmm? In higher stages of sadhana. But still, the main focus of sadhana hmm, is preparing the field for bhav. People want to cultivate bhav. You have to have some bhav to cultivate it. Bhava is the cultivation. Bhava bhakti is the cultivation of bhav that turns bhav into prem, and bhav can turn into prem because prem is constituted of bhav. Hmm? It's an intensification or a condensation of bhav that prem is constituted of. Hmm? So. These are important points. This is Rupa Goswami's lesson tonight. Any question? Yes. I, I would like to come back to the statement that imitation of good things is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, one says that uh, better is to preach according to your realization. And another says that uh, you can just uh, repeat uh, what your guru says or previous acharyas, even you, even you, if you have naturalization yeah, about it. So my question is, uh, which one uh, do you recommend for us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Preaching with uh, in accordance with one's realization, that will have power. Mm-hmm. Preaching that constitutes parroting, if you will, what you've heard may have some value hmm, to some extent. Hmm, but it won't have as much value or power as that which you speak based on realization. And then there's also the possibility that when you repeat what you've heard, you may be speaking about something that you don't understand, hmm, and therefore it's beyond your eligibility and you will not be able to answer questions about it properly or to explain it in a way that it can actually be, that it can be properly understood. You may misunderstand it. So, um, I mean, there's a little room for, for that, I would say, but um, there's a lot of room for saying, I don't know, but my guru knows you come, the answer to that question. You come and hear from him or higher devotee. Hmm? Um but again, the, the preaching that is based on your own realization and experience and things that you've really understood, that will be more powerful. Hmm? So there's a caution not to speak beyond your um, your eligibility. Hmm? Um, and, and a lot of people do that, and there's a lot of confusion hmm? as a result of it. It, it really does create a lot of, uh, a lot of confusion. Um, and Sukadev Goswami is is um, Sukadev means parrot, but he's not known for just parroting, <laughs> just like a parrot mindlessly repeats. He's not known for that. Hmm. Um, he's known for making the fruit sweeter, isn't it? Uh, because of his own realization, such that Vyas himself wanted to sit and listen. So. You know, I mean, that said, okay, I think you may not have realized that you're, for example, these prophets phrase, you're not the body, but you could tell somebody that because I think you've understood it theoretically well enough hmm, to to be able to make the point. Hmm? So there's also this possibility that you really understand it theoretically well enough to be able to explain it, which takes some realization. Still, you may not have fully realized that so there, there's an in-between kind of position, mm-hmm. but I think there, there, there is a, there maybe have been in some circles an overemphasis on the idea of just repeat, and that's good enough. And, um, and I, I think 
you know, there's some place for that, but then you make a religion out of that and it becomes a problem. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah. What else? Yeah. Yeah, question. <clears throat> um, how we should understand in the in the context that first uh, the sadhana is focused on the purification of the chitta, and then prema and bhav will manifest. Mm-hmm. So how should we should understand this last verse of Panchadhyaya? Uh, I, I don't remember exactly how it starts. Perhaps Panchadhyaya. The prem comes even before the karma is gone. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Because it seems that it is not necessary to to, to attain sadhaka deha or the perfection of sadhana before the bhava and prem comes. Right. On the strength of that verse, verse it says that parabhakti, bhakti param, pratilabdhikamam, it enters the heart and the hridrogam, the disease of the heart, lust, material attachment, it, it's driven away. Hmm. And uh, there may be some commentators that emphasize the point hmm, that frame comes and then it is driven out. Hmm. And so that bhakti may come and still something may be there. Hmm. And therefore, a devotee may do something unbecoming, and there, but he still he should not be criticized. Also, this point is made. Hmm. There's some place for that, but I think that that um, I would take a more um, conservative position in line with the teachings as we've been explaining them now, which are emphasized by all the acharyas over and over again, um, uh, and say that bhakti, what is it, hridrog, bhakti, Param Bhagavati Bhakti. Anyway, Bhakti Param hmm? <coughs> Bhagavati Pratilabdhikam Hridrogama Shpatinotyachirinadira. That Parabhakti, we are teaching Parabhakti. Hmm? This is what we're teaching. We're teaching that. Hmm? So, in the general sense, this Parabhakti will come in hmm, to a devotee's life. And the Parabhakti comes also in the sadhana form. Hmm? Hmm? That's the kind of bhakti we do. It's uttam bhakti. Hmm? If you want to say parabhakti, you can also say uttam bhakti. So there's uttam bhakti of the sadhana type, there's uttam bhakti of the bhava type, and uttam bhakti of the prem type. Hmm? One begets the other, so bhakti gives bhakti. Hmm? So you can say this uttam bhakti comes in the form of sadhana, it drives out the unwanted things in the heart. And a devotee who is seriously involved in that sadhana may have some bad habits, but they should not be considered very seriously because they're 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 seriously engaged in in the sadhana bhakti and and those things are insignificant in comparison. Everybody has material desires, but who has bhakti in them? Who is seriously pursuing bhakti? That's a very rare person. Hmm? Therefore, we should be generous with such devotees and so forth. Uh, I've thought about that just the other day, this, this question, so I thought this is the way it's possible to harmonize it. Now, that said, sometimes someone will emphasize the point in such a way, saying that the prema comes first, and then it's just... But this is the point that's being emphasized, that bhakti comes and bhakti drives out the lust. Not that we will do something else to get rid of the lust and attachments and then there's room for bhakti. Hmm? No, we don't need a pure heart to engage in bhakti. Bhakti is independent. Gyan requires a pure heart before Gyan will manifest. But bhakti can go anywhere. That's her power. Hmm? And she does. Rising in the hearts of devotees who share bhakti everywhere. Hmm? Bhakti goes into the hearts, into the lives of 
of, of others. They become sadhakas of some type, and as they pursue the sadhana, then it comes out. Does that help? As much as para-bhakti means uttam-bhakti, hmm? that's what's being talked about, uttam-bhakti. There's a sadhana type of uttam-bhakti. Hmm? And there's a bhabra type and there's brahma type. Otherwise, you have contradiction. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Problem. Hmm? How can you attain brahma? You haven't even got bhav yet, and bhav doesn't come unless you got tenasakti. And Rupa Goswami's made this point and made it very strongly. Hmm? Now, it's also, and we haven't gotten to this point, but it's also true that Krishna can bestow bhav on someone. Hmm. So you could also look at it like that. He may bestow bhav and still, and, uh, and there may be something. I'm just going to come into the section on bhava bhakti that even one who attains bhava bhakti, or we'll get to that, <laughs> may, may have some sometimes, sometimes questionable character that may, may arise and how to think about that. Hmm. Somewhat related, but it's something like if you open a box of camphor and take the camphor out and close it, move the box over here, open it, it'll still smell like camphor is in there. Something like that. Or in Prabhupada's example, you pull the plug out, the fan's still going around. Something like that. Hmm. But it's not affecting... But that's a little bit different. Another question? So where does bhakti come from? No, from bhakti. <laughs> from bhakti, that's right. Where does Krishna come from? From bhakti. <laughs> yeah. He's the object of bhakti. So. Krishna Karanam, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Bhakti Devi ki jai. Gaut Premanandi. Gaut Premanandi.